the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas and Houstonians. It's good to be with you this Monday afternoon. It's a little melancholy today because this is my last broadcast on Mondays. Um, You know, God has been so good to me. The reason that we named this program The Transformative Power of Christ is because He transformed my life when I finally surrendered to Him and accepted His invitation to come into my life. Everything changed, and it's a wonderful thing. So um, anyway, I will still be on on this station on KKHT at uh, at 530 on Wednesdays and uh, with Recovery Radio Houston. And, you know, it's it's been a privilege to be with you. I don't know the last year or so on Mondays afternoons, but um, I'm a practicing lawyer and I've got a wife and I've got a, a child um, and um I've got a church that meets on Sunday evenings, Sunday nights in the Heights. And, um, you know, I, I, it was just a little bit too much. And um, so I am just going to retreat to a Wednesday program. And what we're going to do is on Recovery Radio Houston on Wednesdays, we typically have guests on that are involved in kingdom work. And people that are involved in faith-based ministries, either uh, prison ministries or addiction ministries or uh, reintegration ministries. We've had people on that were associated with with troubled teens and and uh, kids. Archway Academy. Uh, we've had women's ministries, uh, rehab ministries, and we've had women that are involved in uh, getting people out of sex trafficking. Anyway, we have those kinds of people that are in, involved in faith based ministries uh, because we want to spread a message of hope. Because God's been so good to us, He called us out of out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. And so we just have a, just, he's put it on our heart to, number one, uh, come on the radio and and broadcast to as many people as we can that there is hope in Jesus Christ. You know, there's been a pandemic with addiction and and other spiritual maladies for a long time, and there's a vaccine, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, so we want to shout that from the rooftops. And we've got people that that listen in prison. You know, prison is is a good time for people to be still and know that there's a God and to change their lives. And we've got folks out there that listen to our program, I guess, particularly on Wednesdays. And some of them have told me they'd like to hear more messages, more, more sermons. And so we're going to kind of merge the shows. And on Wednesday, we're going to be doing the, our, our interviews. You know, I'm on the board of directors of the open door mission, for example, and we have them on and their graduates, which is a holistic faith-based program uh, which brings people in and, and these men that are addicted and or homeless or some and both 
um, quite often, and it, it gets them uh, medical care, dental care. Uh, if they don't have their high school diploma, it gets them a GED. It teaches them job skills, computer skills, how to work a computer, how to put a resume together. It uh, uses programs like uh, the 12-step program, which I, is faith-based, and, and smart recovery, and, and it's really a holistic church. They start every day in church, uh, every morning at about 6.30, and um, you know it just transforms lives. And, and we've interviewed people on Wednesday, many, many graduates who, who are now productive, tax-paying citizens uh, rather than, than mired in the bondage of addiction. But more importantly than that, they've restored their relationship with Jesus Christ and with God, and that's the most important thing of all. And so we'll have people like that, but we'll also do a little preaching like we've done on the transformative power of Christ. Um, so listen, if if you've been a listener and you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can email me at Pastor John, that's J-O-N, Pastor John, J-O-N, at nccgreaterheights.org. Well, why would you want to do that? Well, you might want to um, get, contact me if you are a relative or a friend or a coworker or somebody needs help with addiction. Um, we help place people in free faith-based, you know, that's a great, beautiful thing about the open door mission. It's, it's better than a 28 day secular program. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but it provides more services and it's free. Uh, all the, the people that we have on here generally, they're, they're free faith-based services. And so if somebody wants help, they can get help. So you might want to email me at pastor John J O N at NCC greater org. Or you might be interested in our church and want more information. God called us into the middle of the city uh, because we've, you know, he, he's put on our heart that there are people like I used to be. And if he can transform my life, he can transform anybody's life, I promise you. But um, that, that need help and that need to, you know, God wants no man to perish, but every man to come to repentance and every man to have the eternal promise of, of eternal life with him. And so he called us into the middle of the city, and we style ourselves as a recovery church because everyone's recovering from something. It may be alcohol or drugs, but it may be relationship issues. It may be depression, anxiety, maybe pride. We're going to talk about that a little bit. I'm going to, I am going to do a, a sermon today on this last program, um, but th- there could be all kinds of things. And, and, you know, we don't just need—we've got a really cool mix of people. We're a small church. We're a church plant. And we, we meet on Sunday nights, which is a little different. But, you know, there used to be more Sunday night services. And, and you can come even if you belong and don't intend to leave another church. That's fine. But just want to spend a little more time with the Lord on Sunday evenings. Uh, we're, a, we're a Bible-based, spirit-filled, non-denominational recovery church. And we've got people that are mature Christians. We've got a man, for example, that's involved in prison ministry, my brother John Hammond, who's uh, you know been walking with the Lord for over 40 years. He's been in this prison ministry. So we've got mature Christians. We're called to make disciples of all nations, of all people, to preach the gospel to all people, to give the good news of, of, of love and, and peace to, to everyone. So we need mature Christians to help us. And, and then we, Jesus, in Luke 19.10, he says, I, I came to seek and save the lost. He said, this, you know, it's the sick that need a physician, not the righteous. And so... You know, we feel called to that mission. That's really what all of us should should want to do is to is to when we get to heaven and 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 we want to hear well done, my good and faithful servant, because we brought some folks with us. That's what it's all about. And you know, I, I'm just so grateful to God for what He's done in my life that I want to do everything I can to to help other people. Uh, that's a really important part of of recovery. 
and, and a really important part of our Christian walk. Recovery and Christian walk, walk mirror each other in so many respects. And so, you know, that's when really things begin to change in recovery and in your Christian walk, when you begin to help other people and bring them into the kingdom. That's such a wonderful thing. So we're looking for people to help us do that. And then we're, our arms are open, just as Jesus's were, to anybody and everybody, uh, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, God wants a relationship with you. And so, you know, I want to invite everyone to our church, and I, and I want you to invite you to email me at Pastor John J O N at nccgreaterheights.org. And if you want additional information or you want to give some input or, or you have a friend or a loved one that's in trouble and needs some help, it's what we do, man. We reach out and we try to help people. And if you want to get involved in a church that's involved in community outreach, in addiction ministries, in prison ministries, in homeless ministries, um, you know, we might be the right church for you. And again, you, you know, Sunday nights is a great time to come spend some time in the house of the Lord. Uh, we, of course, we praise and worship and we have a, a biblical message every week and we just have a really loving, we all know each other's names and it's really an opportunity to get on the ground floor of something that we're building in the kingdom that God's building um, to, to really go out and help the community. So I want to invite you. We meet at 6 p.m. Sunday evening, Sunday nights in the Heights, 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street. Um, it's, it's, God is so good and he's blessed us with this ministry and, and, uh, you know, we believe in uh, that God is going to continue to, to grow his kingdom in these final days and, and that he's going to bless people that are, that are working in his kingdom in many different ways. We're going to talk about what kind of blessings are important today. You know, God wants, he doesn't, he's not looking for perfect people because there aren't any out there. What he's looking for is intimacy. He's looking for a relationship with you. That's what I'll be preaching on this next Sunday. And, you know, I've, I've been drawn for a couple different reasons to the book of Revelation lately. You know, I probably spend more time in the Gospels than any other place in the Bible because, the, you know, every time I read the Bible, God reveals something new, and, and uh, it's just wonderful. You know, I, I could read the, the Sermon on the Mount a million times and not be tired of it, um, but you know, and a lot of Christians, including myself at some point, we're, we're a little daunted by Revelation. It's, it's a different book. It's, it's, uh, to some of us, it, you know, we kind of stay away from it because it's, it's hard for us to understand maybe, or, or just, just different reasons, but it's really a beautiful book, uh, apocalyptic in nature, but it's, 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 it's prophetic. And, you know, we, tend to go to the Gospels, many of us, because I really key in when it's in red letter, you know, Jesus said it. So that's, that's awesome. And, and, but you know, there's a lot of red letter in the book of Revelation too. And I want to focus today on, on the seven churches that are at the beginning of Revelation that Jesus writes to. And let's go through the first six kind of briefly, and then we're going to focus on the seventh, the church of Laodicea. And uh, what, what Jesus was trying to say, you know, he dictated essentially this letter to, to John, who was exiled on Patmos. Uh, there's a debate about whether or not John wrote it while on Patmos or later, but in, in any event, that's really not all that important. What's important is what Jesus said and, and the message that God's trying to give us through his word in the book of Revelation. So, you know, as we look at what Jesus is writing to these churches, they're good messages for all of us. I mean, they're, 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 building block messages. They're, they're fundamental, foundational messages. For example, in the first letters to the church in Ephesus, and we're all f- familiar, of course, with 
Paul's beautiful epistle to the Ephesians. But this church in Ephesus, the main point of, of this letter is to tell people, to tell that church at that time, Jesus is saying, return to your first love. You know, you've kind of drifted away. And, and we have a tendency to do that. You know, when we're saved, so many of us remember exact time when we were saved or when we were filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, we were filled with the Holy Spirit when we were saved, but filled w- w- the spiritual gifts and, and uh, when we were baptized in fire. We remember these times with, with such, you know, the greatest things that ever happened to us in our life. I mean, I remember so clearly when I, when I was saved, when I decided to turn my life and trust Jesus with my life. And it changed everything, thus the transformative power of Christ, uh, because I, I, I was lost. I was a mess. I, you know, I, I couldn't do anything right. Essentially, nothing important. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit, but, but everything changed when I turned my life over to Jesus. Because all glory to God, He's so good, He's so wonderful. So, return to your first love. What does that mean? That means w- when you got saved, when you became, when you were on fire for the Lord, when you when you've discovered this relationship with us. So many of us. You know, we, we we were just basking in this. We were on fire for him, and we wanted to tell everybody about our Jesus and what he'd done for our lives. And, and as we get caught up in the world and, and all the worldly things, it's easy to drift away from that. I have a brother who, who uh, has been a pastor and, and a youth pastor and involved in churches all his life, but he, he, he had a problem with, with alcohol. And he actually had to go to, to prison for it. He's actually been on Recover Radio and said it publicly. I'm not going to say his name here, but but he's been very open about it, which is such a wonderful thing. Well, you know, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and a word of our testimony. When people will be, you know, just so open about what they've been through and what God's walked them through, it's wonderful. And he said that when he was in prison, God spoke to his heart. And he said, things aren't going to change in your life until you return to your first love. And so that message is so critical about returning to our first love, getting so excited for the Lord, being on fire for him, where he is, our relationship with him is the most important thing in our lives because it ought to be. It really should. Our families are so important and our spouses are so important and we have godly commands about how we're supposed to treat them. And You know, we're husbands. We're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Wow. But the most important thing in our life has to be a, our relationship with him. The church in Smyrna, where Christ told that church, you know, you've got to, you've been good, but trust in God's faithfulness. You know, as you go through these trials and tribulations, persevere, even to the point of death. And he said, and I'll give you the victor's crown. The church in Pergamum, he says, watch out for the enemy lays traps. And he does, you know, we're in a battle, our flesh against our spirit. And man, there are traps out there today, just like there was back then, 2,000 years ago. There are traps. The enemy lays them. He knows where we're weak. Watch out for those those traps. Don't compromise your spiritual integrity for the easy way out or, the, or what you perceive as a temporarily pleasurable way out. Watch out for his traps because he's trying to ensnare you into the church of Thyatira, Resist the enemy. Uh, he's the father of lies, and he'll say things to you and whisper things to you and communicate things to you in this world that that seem oh, at times almost irresistible. 
But you have to resist him. You have to resist his lures. He's going to grab at you, just like I just said, at where you're weak. But you know what? Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. And you can resist. And then the church at Sardis, he, you know, he, he told them, you're, you're dead. You're spiritually dead. Use the Holy Spirit to wake up the dead spiritual places in your life. The church in Philadelphia, the sixth letter. I love the 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 quote and or what Jesus said in in Revelation 3, 8, I have placed before you an open door that no man can shut. You know, God's there. He was there in my life even before I realized it, before I decided to turn my life over to him. He was there with opening doors and providing opportunities for me that no man can shut. And finally, I walked through it. Praise the Lord. But endure, you know, so that you can wear the crown of victory. So, I'm running out of time. You're going to have to come to our church at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, to hear the, the full story. And, and I, just, I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, not this first part, but what I'm going to preach this coming Sunday, a lot of it was inspired by Pastor Robert Morris of Gateway Church, just a wonderful preacher who does wonderful research and, and is, just has a, a real anointing from the Lord. Um, anyway, so and it's about the Church of Laodicea and the lukewarm charge that we're all familiar with, where Jesus says, I'll spit you out or vomit you out, is probably the more accurate Greek uh, translation. So anyway, I don't have time. I was going to read uh, the letter to the church in Laodicea from, from uh, chapter 3, but I don't have time for that. But let me let me read just a couple things. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you or vomit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy gold from me. To buy from me gold refined in the fire. So that you can become rich and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. So he's talking here about spiritual wealth, material wealth versus material wealth, spiritual clothing versus worldly clothing, and spiritual sight versus blindness. So he says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. You know, God disciplines us, those who he loves. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. This is so, so wonderful. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, he repeats this in each of these letters, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay, let's go through a couple things real quick. First of all, most people think Jesus is saying, uh, you need to either be cold or hot. Don't be lukewarm. I'll spit you out. We have to look at, at what's called contextual exegesis. Exegesis is how some pronounce it. Contextual exegesis. And what Pastor Morris was talking about is using this letter to restart your relationship with him. So this is going to apply, and I'm going to preach this Sunday. I'm going to take some of my own things, and I'm going to take some from Pastor Morris, because we're all taking it out of the Bible. You know, I don't feel bad when I, when I, when 
preachers have really good messages, uh, you know, amplifying on that. I mean, we're to share the gospel with all creation. And when somebody's got a good word, you know, somebody, if I ever have a good word, then somebody's welcome to it. Um, cause the Bible is, is the best word of all, but in any event, um, so I, I'm going to expand that a little bit though. I'm going to say, if you don't have a relationship and, and you want, you're curious and you want to change your life, you're frustrated, things aren't going well, and you want to begin a relationship, this message I'm going to preach Sundays for you. Or if you need to return to your first love and, and you've drifted away and life has just catapulted you and you, you have a good heart and you want to be all in for Jesus, but, but it's difficult and you've drifted away, you want to restart your relationship, rekindle it, this message is going to be for you. Or if you feel like you're doing everything you can to walk with the Lord, but you still want to go deeper, you want to go deeper still. I, I've got good brothers in Christ who I hear that from. I want to go deeper. I want to, I want to go to that secret place with Him. I want to, I want to rekindle. I want to, I want to be on fire for the Lord. Then this message is going to be for you. So we're talking here about Jesus is saying basically you're poor, you're blind, and you're naked. Now if we look at the historical situation, this church was rich. They were sitting on. They had gold. They were sitting on all kinds of minerals. It was a rich place. They had the banking industry was was located in the area was there. But one thing they didn't have, they said, when when you when Jesus said, you are rich and you do not need a thing, that wasn't true because they needed water. And they didn't have any water right there. But there were two towns that were nearby that had water, Heropolis and Colossia. We know about Colossia from the book of Colossians. Heropolis had hot baths, hot springs, and hot water. And Colossia was famous for cold springs, cool, fresh, cold water. And in Laodicea, they had to pipe that water in. And so when they piped it in, there's more detail, but when they piped it in from Heropolis, the hot water was lukewarm by the time it got down to Laodicea. And when they brought the the water from Colossia over, the cool springs, it warmed up and was lukewarm by the time it got there. So Jesus was using a analogy that these people could understand about the water being lukewarm. He wasn't saying, I want you to be cold to me. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't saying I'm going to spit out lukewarm. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, you're going to spend heaven with him. Even if you're a, what's called a lukewarm Christian, he wasn't saying I want you to either be hot and on fire for the Lord or cold and just not have anything to do with me. He was using an analogy that they could think of. What he was saying is when you're lukewarm, you're not getting the benefit of the cold water, the wonderful cold water that's refreshing or the hot water, like a hot bath or hot coffee or a hot refreshment. You're being lukewarm and you're not attractive to to, to non-believers. You're not going to bring people into the kingdom by being lukewarm. And there's more to it than that, but it's it's a wonderful point, and I think it's misunderstood by so many, most of most Christians. Probably, Jesus is saying, "I want you to be attractive to to non Christians." I'd really love for you to come to our church, and, and I, so I can really preach this message. I've run out of time here. I'll be back on Wednesday. I've run out of time, but Jesus is saying, "You think you're rich because you have gold." But what you need to focus on is spiritual richness, not material richness. And we focus too often in our world on material focus. He says, you, you, you think you're clothed in finery, but what you need to be clothed in is robes of righteousness. If you live a righteous life, I'm, I'm berating you. I'm, I'm, I'm 
disciplining you, rebuking you here, because I know what's good for you. When we're just living for the world, what's important in our world? Material wealth, physical fitness, and 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 physical health. But what needs to be important is spiritual wealth and spiritual fitness and spiritual health. That's what needs to be important. I want if you come to our church this Sunday, I want to inspire you to aspire to those conditions, to spiritual wealth. And I'm sorry that I ran out of time to complete this message today. Um but I'm going to uh, demonstrate both Old Testament and New Testament scriptures throughout the Bible on Sunday. And I'd really love it if you'd check out our church. Again, even if you belong to another church, but you've been longing for a Sunday night place to worship, come join us. You know, we have a good time. We, uh, My assistant pastor, Pastor Rick, preached last night, and it was about how God's going to pour out blessings to people who are obedient. It was a really uplifting message. We welcome everybody with open arms. We believe that that we serve a God of restoration. We serve a God of love. And I'm going to preach this message about what Jesus meant in this letter to the Church of Laodicea and hopefully inspire you to either begin a relationship with him, to restart your relation or to restart your relationship with him or to deepen your relationship with him. Cuz God doesn't want perfect people. He wants an intimacy. We love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. More importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.